You're listening to Fowler Success Safe at Home. In this podcast series, we are interviewing SDSU alumni to get their perspectives on COVID-19, working from home, and what they think SDSU students need to know in order to navigate the workplace in the new normal. In today's episode, we're talking to Eric Wall, a talent acquisitions consultant at Cox Enterprise who graduated with his MBA from SDSU in 2017. I'm here with Eric Wall, who's a talent acquisitions consultant at Cox Enterprise. Thank you for joining us for the Fowler Success Safe at Home series. Uh, Thank you. Glad to have you. Uh, Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. So the first uh, question, right, is given the current circumstances, I'm assuming you're working from home. uh, When did that start and how was the transition for you? in your team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yes, to answer the first question, I am currently working from home. Uh, That started on March 11th, 2020. The date I probably won't forget uh, is when we were all instructed to work from home until further notice as the situation continued to play out. Um, Cox is also a really good company that, you know, is always looking out for their employees' best interest. So I think we were one of the first big major companies to provide that work from home directive. Um, they acted really fast when the news started coming out and kind of got ahead of it. Um, as far as the transition goes, it's been pretty smooth. Um, you know, our team has been able to adapt to the changes so far. Uh, there have been some minor adjustments, you know, of course, getting used to the uh, conducting the virtual meetings, video meetings, and then making sure the productivity software, such as Office 365, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Cisco WebEx, are all set up for a work from home environment. Um, so of course, you know, technology is unpredictable. Sometimes it works well, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so some, had to navigate a little bit of, of those uh, initial difficulties in the beginning, but other than that, it's been pretty smooth. You already talked a little bit about some of the difficulties, right? You know, Wi-Fi connectivity, pro- productivity software. Has there been any kind of difficult aspects of the personal transition as well, or as far as you know, work-life balance kind of disruption. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess from like the most difficult aspect part of it, I mean, the thing with working at home is you find yourself actually working harder uh, to maintain relationships and stay connected um, since we're all now virtual. Um, as with before, you know, if I had a situation uh, or something I needed to discuss in private with one of my hiring managers or director of sales, I would go to their office directly, have that conversation, that face-to-face interaction. Not only is are you getting across your point and communicating effectively, but it also builds relationships. So uh, I'd say it's a lot easier to build and cultivate relationships face-to-face. Um, so that's been sort of an adjustment, you know, having to do that now virtually over video, um, having to present uh, data, make presentations, uh, stuff like that. Um, all stayed the same because it always was done on a computer, but just taking that human component and putting it in a virtual environment has been a big, little bit of an adjustment. Um, but from a scheduling standpoint, um, you know, personally, I've had to go out and buy a desk. Um, I had to buy an office chair. Um, it's important to have a, a good, comfortable setup at home. Um, you know, nobody knows how this situation is going to play out uh, going forward. Um, you know, and when the directive came down on March 11th to work from home, I, I kind of got an, you know, a little bit of a gut feeling that we were going to probably be in this for a long haul. So 
Um, investing in that desk, investing in that chair, um, you know, as, as opposed to being like hunched over on a laptop all the time. Um, it also helps too, you know, with your work and your productivity. So that's been uh, definitely one of those aspects I had to, I guess, adjust to is just the whole relationship building and then, you know, working from home, of course, um, in a comfortable environment. Why do you think uh, companies in your space have been, you know, performing so well through all of this? Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, just to start off first, uh, you know, a lot of people have this initial perception that Cox uh, is just a telecom or cable company. And, um, and actually, it's a lot bigger than that. I mean, we also have a media division that does B2B media advertising called Cox Media um, that you see on you know, various commercials. We call that over the top um, or over the air type uh, ads. So we have a whole media branch that is fo- focused on that aspect, helping customers or clients get their word out via media. Uh, we have an automotive division too. And underneath that portfolio, we also own Auto Trader. We own Kelly Blue Book. Um, and then of course we have that Cox telecom cable, both for business and residential. Um, and that business decision, Cox business, that is one of the, uh, areas I support, um, as far as, uh, resiliency and, um, how we have been able to perform. You know, I think, uh, we are a company that allows connectivity, allows that work from home, uh, to happen, facilitates that. Um, so the company has been very smart by acquiring the tools necessary to, set us up for success long-term doing that. Uh, we made an acquisition uh, called Tripalo. Uh, it's basically telehealth. Um, that was about a year or two ago. Um, that's been a huge success, obviously, in this new environment now. And, and then, of course, we made another ra- uh, acquisition uh, recently called Rapid Scale, And that's a, a company out of Irvine, California, that does cloud connectivity uh, and further enables businesses to work from home and meet that company or that client's remote employee goals. So, Ensuring employees can work from home right now is the biggest priority, um, both on the business and on the residential side, um, and making sure our network stays secure, stay performing. Uh, the latest I heard is everything has been doing great um, and is uh, meeting all expectations as far as network and connectivity uh, goes. So I think because telecom is one of those essential things, like we all need internet, um, whether it's on a residential basis, um, and you're using it in your living room to access a Netflix or a Hulu show, or you use it on a business basis where you're doing connectivity uh, with meetings, virtual meetings, WebExes, um, using Cisco technology and stuff. We all need that to facilitate our daily lives. So I think that's one of the reasons why it has been performing um, pretty well in this crisis. Um, there's certainly areas that, that we're working on and even strengthening uh, and learning from, too. Um, this is all unprecedented. Uh, so, um, it has been a learning, uh, experience as well, but everything I heard is, uh, has been good, uh, as far as connectivity and, and enabling that work and home environment for our customers. It's really interesting to hear that I was more or less, you know, kind of expecting some of those, uh, answers as far as, you know, enabling secure connections and meetings for people and businesses and, you know, personally to interact with one another, but I wasn't, you know, as aware about some of the other lines of business and, you know, media makes a lot of sense too, because companies need to reach consumers in a, in a way where, you know, they're not going out. So, uh, you know, in their homes and things like that, but the telehealth acquisition is really interesting too, because that's, you know, a really kind of important, you know, service for, healthcare providers in this current moment. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And to bring back your point back to media, I mean, um, a lot of people are staying at home right now. So over the air, over the top forms of media right now are, uh, are doing quite well. Um, and it is giving that opportunity or that channel for businesses to reach their consumers. Since, you know, this has started and, you know, this is such a big company doing a lot of really interesting things at the moment. Is there anything that you and your team have worked on that you're particularly proud of in this moment? Or is there other, you know, kind of innovative things going on in different parts of Cox that you've, you know, found inspiring through all of this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can point a, a couple right off the bat here. So recently, we started doing an initiative called One Call a Day. Um, it's a volunteer program that I, I myself am a uh, participant in. And um, I think you might know, but um, since COVID-19 started, you know, elderly adults right now are more isolated uh, now than ever. Um, especially elderly adults or at-risk adults, um, you know, they're isolated. Um, so what we've been doing here at Cox is we've had volunteers, uh, including myself, we've been calling uh, seniors or elderly citizens in different uh, care homes uh, all around the country, seeing how they're doing and checking in with them daily. Um, so that's one thing I'm really proud of. I have done this by uh, a senior uh, that I call is Joe. Um, he lives up in Orange County. Um, I talk to him probably a couple times a week. Um, he can't do much, but I can tell you the, just the ability for him to talk to someone, um, you know, knowing that he's not alone in this situation and like, we're all in this together, you know, has been really uplifting for both myself and him as well. And we've been helping each other get, keep our spirits high, uh, during these times. Um, so that's one thing I'm proud of. Um, and you should, and will continue to see that kind of roll out here over the summer, um, that, that will, uh, be on our U official YouTube channel for Cox communications, but, uh, on top of that, another thing I'm, I'm proud of that the company's done is, you know, we're not charging uh, by overages or billing by bandwidth anymore during this time. So that's been put on hold. Uh, the company has suspended uh, temporarily the billing by usage. Um, we don't want, you know, uh, customers or, you know, our clients to get a surprise bill um, that being as everyone's working from home now. So, um, you know, making sure families and folks have what they need so they can work from home. Kids can go to school from home. Uh, is continues to be the utmost priority. And we understand people are using more bandwidth during these times. Uh, so, um, you know, not charging or billing by bandwidth is something the company has done out of good faith to ensure, you know, that uh, people can maintain that connectivity during these times. Personally, uh, as far as, you know, what I've done during this time, um, I've done a lot of training. So um, it is kind of a, I guess you could say, you know, a downturn in the economy. Yeah. Um, I'm using this to kind of, you know, develop myself training wise, you know, improve my knowledge of the business, um, start looking at different rapid skill certifications, black belts uh, for cloud that we offer AWS certifications, because those are the positions that I ultimately am recruiting for, uh, both on the sales and technological aspects So understanding more so what I'm looking for. Um, I've taken this kind of time to uh, develop or harness that uh, sort of training uh, in, in, in these times. Yeah, that's, I think this, that's really interesting to talk about the kind of skills that, that you're uh, focusing on. And I'm going to, you know, kind of get into that in a little bit here. But, you know, you did also mention, you know, the kind of things that you're looking for in your teams. And I think it would be really interesting to hear, you know, in this environment where you've got, you know, all this kind of talent availability where, you know, the unemployment rates up, 
does that create an opportunity for someone in talent acquisition? Unfortunately, I mean, there, there has been a lot of really talented, good people who are found themselves unemployed during this pandemic. Um, the, the positive from a talent acquisition point is that it opens up, you know, a whole new world of opportunity to recruit folks who may have otherwise not been looking uh, for a change in their career, or making, make, maybe even looking uh, at our company, for example. Um, so that it isn't it is an opportunity there to seize upon as a as a talent acquisition consultant. However, you also got to keep in mind the market also realizes that, and in several ways, I mean, it's become more competitive. Um, companies are competing for the same group of talented people now who are all of a sudden now available. Um, so positions in telephony, technology, cloud, business productivity, et cetera, you know, those now have been more sought after, I think, than I can remember uh, due to everyone working from home. You know, companies are looking for that expertise or that experience to add to their own organization. Um, so those technological roles, you know, have actually become more competitive um, because there's more talented people in the pool um, as far as that goes. But there is an opportunity um there the i guess the negative aspect of the massive shift in talent availability would be um is you know just having to find the right person it's still a challenge um there's more people in the uh in the job market now um so finding that right person finding that right fit uh cox you know we don't just want to fill a headcount from a, a talent acquisition standpoint we want to make sure also we bring someone in that has the right skills and it's set up for success so um, I mean, once you get into actually making a hire and onboarding something, you know, focusing on onboarding that person correctly has been a big priority of us, um, you know, and just making sure that, you know, hey, this is, a, you know, virtual prospecting, virtual hunting, virtual canvassing for sales uh, clients, you know, is something that is going to take a, up a greater portion if you're on the sales side or if you're on the technological side, you know, doing stuff virtually, something that has the customer facing skills that can transition that from both in person to virtual um, is going to be something that, you know, everyone's looking for. So I guess it's kind of a doggy dog world um, when it comes to uh, the current times as far as talent goes. Fowler Success Safe at Home is brought to you by the San Diego State University Library and the Fowler College of Business with the support of the University Grants Program. If you are interested in seeing the video recordings of these conversations, as well as additional library resources for career research, please go to the library's website, which is library.sdsu.edu, and look for the Career and Job Resources Guide under the Research Guide section of the website. And it's interesting to see that from the perspective of, you know, the employers that there's a real kind of fight for, for the most qualified people at the moment. And, you know, in your industry right now, uh, at, after all this, what are some of the skills and abilities do you think are really critical for, you know, the students coming through the Fowler College at the undergraduate or graduate level to have to, you know, be competitive in this kind of market? Um, so within my industry, um, you have to have good people skills, uh, interpersonal skills, very highly sought after. A lot of the positions within Cox business that I support are customer facing B2B roles. So you have to be able to tailor uh, your level of conversation or the polish, uh, I should say, of your conversation to different level of folks. So whether it be talking to C-level folks uh, or manager and director folks, 
in order to drive new business or obtain new logos. So uh, from a sales end, um, when I'm looking at, you know, account executives, whether it be in the mid-market or enterprise level that I'm trying to recruit, um, that's one of the things I'm definitely looking for. You know, C-level folks, I call those folks the above the line uh, folks. They like to hear long-term strategic discussions, costs, savings, revenue. They don't want to hear all the fine details. We'll leave that for the uh, what I call the below the line. Those are your managers, directors, uh, folks. Those folks like to hear the finer details. You know, so you need to have the ability to distinguish what level or what your target audience is going to be when you're making a presentation or even presenting yourself, uh, whether it be uh, in your interview or with maybe you're selling a product or solution to a company. So um, that's definitely uh, an important skill to work on or to harness. Um, if you desire a technological role within Cox Business or in Cox Communications, you know, certifications are a must uh, on top of degrees or, or uh, advanced degrees, so to speak. Um, but stuff like Cisco CCNA or a Nokia uh, NRS1 or NRS2 certification, AWS certification, Microsoft Azure certification, Google Cloud. Um, cloud is actually becoming quite relevant uh, in this time. And if people are seeking those technological roles, they need to arm themselves with the tools to be able to discuss uh, uh, cloud, cloud technology, especially on the Cox business B2B side. That's really interesting too. And it's good to hear like, uh, also, you know, not that technical skills are the only thing because you talked about, you know, interpersonal skills and communication skills as being really important. But some of these, you know, online certs and things are kind of, you know, there's online opportunities for learning and networking. How do students find these kind of online virtual opportunities to, you know, pick up these kind of technical skills? and maybe, you know, network and, you know, showcase what they need to, you know, land that job. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always said Google is your, always your best friend. Um, in fact, when I was in the Navy too, I used to have a chief uh, who, if I would come to him with questions, he would say to me, uh, did you look that up on Google first? And if I had told him no, he would send me away. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Google is your friend. There are a lot of opportunities up there. There are a lot of stuff being offered online now, stuff like AWS certifications, uh, AWS training. You can just type that in. That's free. Um, they have uh, thousands of courses you can go through just on AWS, uh, Microsoft, Azure, same thing. Um, and then of course you've got some several colleges offering online classes for free, uh, all around the country. So. There's always those ways to look for career development and self-improvement, and then you just got to go out and find it. Like I said, Google is going to be a good good starting point um, as far as what you're trying to grow yourself in. Do you think people are going to become more comfortable working at home? And do you think it's going to be more commonplace for companies in the future uh, to allow more remote work? Yeah, so I do. I, I think I think work from home was kind of already somewhat prominent uh, pre-COVID. Uh, a lot of companies offered that as an option, and now I believe it's become even more so prominent. Um, so I do think that certain roles that are able to work from home uh, will be allowed uh, to the freedom to do so. So more freedom to work from home, I believe, will be an option for several companies or several companies will offer. Um, however, I also recognize that some roles won't or can't work from home. So roles such as a technician or an engineer. Um, they're not someone who may not be able to work from home. I mean, they may do, need, need to be on a customer premise uh, to conduct maintenance, installations, deployment. 
Um, those are stuff that you can't do in a work from home environment. So it will kind of all depend on the role for the most part, I believe, and what a company deems essential to the business functions or essential to revenue generation um, are going to be, you know, kind of where the focus is. Um, and I do think it's going to open up a window uh, in our time, you know, that work from home will become a lot bigger strategy that companies will incorporate going forward. Um, the other thing is too, I mean, if you're working from home, you still need to maintain structure, um, have good time management skills, have some sort of schedule set, have discipline to follow it. Um, people actually tend to work longer hours at home uh, when they work from home because the office is always there. So, um, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if training comes out and training people how to work from home, you know, evolves from this situation, you know, encouraging structure, encouraging taking breaks as normal as you were in the office so you don't get burned out. Um, and then, of course, having that great organizational skills is something that um, everyone's going to need to uh, uh, acquire as we go into uh, this more work from home uh, territory um, with all the distractions that can happen on home. Yeah. You need to be focused and organized on the task at hand. Companies still expect you to be putting in, you know, your full days of work. Um, so stuff like that, I think, uh, is all going to be relevant to uh, going forward as the work from home environment continues to evolve. Speaking of that, you know, you went to SDSU for undergrad, but you also got your uh, MBA here. Uh, yes. What aspects of that business education has been the most beneficial to your experience uh, in the working world so far? So, yeah, my, my undergrad was in public administration. So that's kind of like, I guess you would say, the business side of government and how government works, maintaining budgets. Uh, and stuff like that. And of course, the business administration is how the business side works. So uh, for as far as my MBA goes, you know, I went to, I was a part of the, the San Diego State Sports Executive MBA program was the MBA I was in. Uh, um, it, it has helped me uh, definitely um, throughout this. I think when I was in that program, we had a, a 795 project due at the end of the program, you know, which required us to consult with a business and look for ways to improve uh, efficiency. Uh, using the skills we had approved of that business. So uh, at the end, then we had to write up a business plan or a thesis that would improve or focus on that area. Um, I think my project, if I recall, re involved a local triathlon business here in San Diego in which I analyzed their social media and digital marketing strategies and kind of looked at ways to fine tune those based on open read rates of email or email campaigns and stuff like that. So uh, from that experience, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, the MBA as a whole uh, that SDU offers, um, on the executive MBA, I mean, I'm able to sharpen my consultative skills, my consultative experience, relationship building, um, having that analytical mindset to look at things through a different lens instead of just on the surface. It's something that certainly, uh, you know, you, you learn to uh, kind of master in an MBA program. Um, and then I apply that every day as a talent acquisition consultant. Um, you know, the, the MBA experience has also given me the confidence to speak up to and build relationships with those higher level folks. So managers, directors, VPs of local markets and above, you know, being confident in the data and, and what you're trying to convey to them is something uh, that, that certainly is a focus point of the MBA program. I remember in my MBA program, it was like once a week, we were standing in front of, front of the class making a presentation on uh, some different aspect where there was analytical, statistical, financial, or even organizational behavior. Uh, and having to, you know, convey the information we either recently read or look for ways that we could apply it. So that transitions very well to the business field because you're doing that every day. You're taking information that's presented to you and you're looking for a way to kind of apply it to uh, what the business wants or what the business is needing um, and kind of 
in that way craft uh, your own uh, um, narrative, I guess you could say, as yeah. far as you know how you want to help the business out, how you want to help accomplish their goals and partner with them. Do you think that you know this kind of applied learning experience is crucial to business learning, and do you think that it would be you know something that students really need to focus on is finding kind of service learning, experiential learning, or internships where they're taking this theory and putting it into application? Absolutely. I think at the core, too, you have to try enough things to find out what you like. Um, if you would have asked me five years before I even enrolled in SDSU or 10 years ago, if I would be you know, a talent acquisition consultant, I probably would have said, no, you're crazy. I think I, at that time, I wanted to work in sports. That's where my mindset was. Um, but, uh, you know, you come to love it. I love talking to people every day. I do, you know, thousands of phone interviews a year. Um, and I get to kind of, in a front line way of doing things, I get to kind of staff the position and, and help, hopefully, these people go out and create success. Um, so I love that aspect. Um, I think you do need to try a lot of things to find out what you really like. You may be really good at something, but it's not your passion. Um, you know, that, that, or maybe your passion, you're just not very good at it. So you kind of got to find the balance between it, find out what kind of your niche is, and then, you know, build your own personal brand. As far as like uh, a business program or business experience, there's a lot of valuable stuff that is taught. Um, SDSU has taught me a lot of stuff um, that I didn't think I had inside of me but was able to teach me how to bring that out and showcase it and, and, and market myself better. Um, I mean, I could go through all the classes, you know, one by one where I've learned something. Um, but uh, definitely, I think uh, as far as the business program goes on a, either an undergrad or, or a master's uh, level, it's, it's not just what getting the degree is, is just it's what everyone thinks of that piece of paper, but you actually have to take those skills and apply them. And as you learn to apply them in the real world, you'll find out they are very useful. I mean, I'm still doing, oh gosh, um, I'm still doing a bunch of stuff I did in my MBA program, like a SWOT analysis. I still do um, regularly um, when I'm trying to look at different ways uh, to strategize talent acquisition with, you know, my leaders. Um, so there's a bunch of tools and stuff that that you can use and, and that you won't use. But the thing that, that an MBA does teach you, it gives you the tools so that you could are all encompassing. So whether you choose to go one direction with your career or another direction with your career, the MBA is going to give you the tools that would cover all different areas. The last question, I guess, would be what advice do you have for students for, you know, staying positive during, you know, the adversity of navigating the job market and figuring out, what it is they want to do and, you know, how to, you know, stay, you know, on that track. Yeah, sure. So, you know, in these times, I, I think networking is more important than ever. You know, I'll just flat out say it. Um, tons of people, including many recruiters, super active on LinkedIn right now. And that kind of goes back to the previous point. You know, it is competitive, even though, you know, people might not think it. People are scoping and looking for people that could bring necessary skills and talent into their organization. So, I think as a student right now, it's very important to be networking. Um, you know, start by reaching out to folks uh, and networking on various channels. Um, look at joining virtual networking events or lunches, like the Chamber of uh, Commerce here in San Diego. I mean, you can sign up, I think, uh, for a small fee, and, and now you're part of all those meetings that just opened up a whole networking channel for an individual to 
um, you know, kind of get a, a foot in the door. Um, so that, that can bear many fruits. I, I, I think that networking is very pivotal because um, the old adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know, still very relevant. Um, if somebody really likes you, they're going to hire you. Um, so building those relationships is going to be something uh, very vital. Um, and then, you know, if you find a company that you want to work for, say you're just mindset set on company A or company B or company C, well, start going on LinkedIn and, and looking for people, manager, people leader uh, positions, uh, reaching out to those people. Uh, you know, you may get in sales, they call it the uh, contact sport. Um, the more successful you are, depends on the more people you contact. So um, kind of take that mentality. You know, you might not get a reply or an answer every time, but someone's going to eventually get back to you. Um, and within those people leaders throughout the various companies, um, you can see if they would be open to discussing their job or learning about the company. That is the seed to grow a relationship. Um, I would also take this time, you know, to deep dive into a company you really want to work for and research it. Try to understand the uh, company's mission statement, its goals, read up on recent news or revelations that came about and, or maybe how the said company is involved within the local communities or maybe what they are doing from a strategic product standpoint and where you might fit in or fit within those initiatives. Um, so those are all good things. Listen to interviews with company executives. A lot of CEOs will post videos on YouTube here and there. Good thing to kind of, you know, if you want to work for a company, you want to know what the top is thinking because um, that will give you an understanding as well. Another thing that I would do is, you know, create a contact list. So start writing down a number of people uh, or companies more so start writing down a number of companies and the amount of people you would like to contact per day each day. So whether it's on LinkedIn, cold calling, emailing, cold emailing, uh, this is going to help you stay focused, organized as you continue job search. It's also going to contribute to you building a relationship pipeline that you can go back to. Um, and then just finally, I think, look into opportunities to further your education by a degree or certification. So uh, if you get the sense your skills aren't being marketable right now uh, during this economic downturn, I mean, that's not, you know, a give up situation. There are ways that you can improve uh, your own personal brand and sharpen the skills you already have. Um, and then uh, I'll follow, follow up to you with that. You know, some people wonder, how do I land a job during this time? You know, so you got to keep applying. First, keep applying. Don't put your head into the sand because of what is going on in the world. Uh, companies are still hiring. We're still hiring. Uh, and for those who are looking to start a career or making a career change, submitting applications at this time should still be a priority. Um, and then finally, your mindset. It's important to maintain a positive mindset. Your mindset will drive everything. So the way I like to differentiate that is understand what's in your control and what is not. Uh, what can you control? For example, applying to jobs, your responses, networking via social media, your uh, interaction with personnel from the company you're trying to join, your follow-ups, your thank you notes. Um, these are things you can control and can positively impact your candidacy for a position you're trying to get. So focus on the things uh, you can control. That will drive your mindset and keep you motivated and keep you uh, uh, continue on the grind. Well, this has been a really you know excellent conversation and it's been really interesting. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fowler Success Safe at Home. Follow us for more stories from alumni about navigating the workplace in the new normal.